0: Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Fillman and welcome to The Love Code. It's wonderful having you here for another enlightening and inspiring conversation. You know, this show really is designed to provide you with inspiration, with transformation, with the um, remembrance of the power that we have to heal from within, and that we can transform any situation we can Um, address any challenge in life and discover the great power that exists within us. And that really is why I've created this show to keep people inspired and remembering our connection to the true essence of who we are. So It's always great having you with me. And if you would like to get the archives from all the shows I do, not only this show, The Love Code, but my other show on Progressive Radio Network, which is called What Women Must Know, you can go to um, my website, which is drdrcherylselman.com, or you can go to other places such as Podbean, or iTunes, and look up the Love Code and What Women Must Know, and you'll find all the archives there as well. So I hope you'll be joining me every week because it's just so important to stay inspired to the infinite possibilities that exist within us. So on that note, uh, I'm thrilled to have all the way from uh, Cannes, France, is my guest today, Tatiana Slow. We're going to be exploring how to remove the barrier between the head and the heart, which is such an important part of the journey of connecting again to who we are. So let me just share a little bit about Tatiana. She is a spiritual mentor who employs a combination of energy techniques to connect people to the source within, allowing them to live an abundant material life. This abundance encompasses health, wealth, love and freedom enabling individuals to continuously create and recreate their lives Tatiana holds certifications as a kundalini activation energy worker theta healer nlp practitioner and reiki specialist she is also the author of elegantly simple a pocket-sized guidebook for transformation in addition to her book Tatiana offers a variety of courses workshops, private sessions, and mentorship programs, which we'll learn more about as our interview continues. So, um, all the way from France, it's my pleasure to welcome Tatiana to the show. It's great having you here, Tatiana.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me, Dr. Cheryl. I'm so
0: thrilled to be here today. Well, you know, we've been trying to get this interview organized for a really long time, and I, I'm, I'm glad I was persistent and you were willing and we made this happen because I, um, you know, I, I looked up your work and I looked up some of the videos, and you, you do some remarkable work, Tatiana. It's quite uh, impressive, <laughs> that the transformation that happens when you are doing your work with your groups, and we'll talk more about it. So uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation, and you also have an you know your your life is so interesting and you've um, uh, <laughs> had many many uh, iterations of your existence already, um, and and I, I think the good place to begin is uh, talking about you talking about that journey uh, of your life and uh, and what it was that you know were some of those pivotal moments that really changed the course of your life and put you on the path of service that you are on now? Yeah, of course, I'm happy to share.
1: Um, Well, all my life, uh, basically, I was drawn to um, discover the answers, you know, uh, that I felt somebody forgot to tell me something, you know, something like that. And even when mm-hmm. I was a kid, I was uh, reading book uh, books on mysticism, uh, philosophy, uh, psychology, uh, religion, psychoanalysis. Uh, I was exploring even as a kid, uh, and a v- very like heavy books. But then I realized that I uh, cannot apply it yet, I I don't understand how to apply it yet in material realm, you know, and um, my mom was um, in finance, and I felt it's a safe place to be, uh, and, you know, uh, and I went uh, to get my bachelor degree in accounting, and I, I went to work in banking for 15 years. Um and at the same time i I'm from a small Russian town and then uh as I was developing um I still continued exploring psychology and positive thinking and manifestation playing its life so from the small town, I moved to petersburg then and uh ten years ago almost eleven years ago, I moved to the u s to get my MBA degree uh and then in New York for eight years, Uh, keep doing my uh, finance, uh, keep developing my finance career and uh, working with Wall Street professionals at that time when I uh, moved to the U.S. Um, Within like three years after moving to the U.S., I built my American dream life based on all knowledge I gathered in terms of how to create your life, thinking positively, manifesting it all works. So within three years after moving to the U.S., I already lived in a large house, had a family, had a husband, had businesses, cars, travels. It was a whole life before, and it was an interesting journey for me. It was lots of internal stretches to get to uh, the reality, to change my external reality, you know, from, like, being from a poor USSR family to the American dream. But um, almost uh, two and a half years ago, almost three years ago, actually, I did my uh, first ayahuasca. I was called to do ayahuasca. Um, And after Mm -hmm. I did that, I felt that, okay, I need to release some control in my life because I was you know, pretty controlling, and I was in masculine um, industries in finance. I also built my own business, my own startup raising money in Silicon Valley. I I was helping my ex-husband in real. his real estate uh, business in New York. So here I am um, understanding that, okay, maybe I need to be more flowy and more feminine and so on and so forth, Uh, but, um, little did I know back then, in a month after that, absolutely spontaneously without, you know, um, without any plant medicine, when, um, I had a trip from New York to my, I had my Kundalini awakening, what people called. I was just sitting on the bed. The energy was pumping up through my body. And after that, I realized that that's it. I just have to, I'm not connected to my full potential. I'm not connected to my authentic self. And I have to come back and to change my life. So from Miami, I came back to New York, talked to my ex-husband, separated, and moved to Miami to find my true self. And I did. And I now live, instead of living American dream, which other people find as success, I'm living my authentic dream life mm-hmm. uh which is completely like it just I'm the happiest I ever been by finding my true self, finding my true nature, connecting to the source within and help other people to do the same. Um and on my journey I went through many different modalities, life coaching, uh Reiki, you mentioned some of them, hypnotherapy, theta healing. And now I'm, uh, com- Kundalini activation. And now I'm combining all these modalities for my clients to connect, uh, conscious mind, subconscious mind and energy field all together to change that, to transform their life and, uh, align yourself with,
0: um, the authentic true path. So how interesting. So, um, so you started life in this poor little, Town in Russia, and I'm always curious um, to ask these kinds of questions. Um, well, you, you were, you you know, your soul chose to be born in Russia, right? What what qualities do you think you received by living the first part of your life in Russia? What what is it about that Russian essence and Russian energy and mm. soul that that, that you, you know, that you carry within you. Can, have you thought about that? Yeah, of course. I actually, I was born in the USSR,
1: Moldavia. It's a former USSR country. And then when um, the USSR was falling apart, my parents uh, moved to Russia. So I grew up there. And I, I did think about that, of course, because on my part, living in several different countries, you know, meeting with people uh, with all financial, um, from, from all financial layers, from very poor to the wealthiest people on the planet, I worked with, and I lived uh, that life, and I still keep keep living it. Actually, um, I, I think uh, I thought many times like how I was talking to different types of people, and I could see how the place they uh, were born defined them, but not as much as their Perception on their childhood and their perception on their life overall. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I realized that by being born in the USSR uh, and having that long path to get, you know, to uh, to change my life in all spheres, it was lots of uh, evolution. Evolution for me, it was lots of. Um, personal development for me. So it was it just was interesting for me to go through as you know, we we uh there is this theory that our soul chooses uh our body, our parents, or uh, the place we are born. So I believe I chose that because it's, it's just more entertaining for me. It's more adventurous to go through so many uh rounds of evolution and see how it works. So and now I like I collected so much knowledge on how to create mm. and the recreate the life that I, I cannot not share. And I'm happy to share mm-hmm. it with people.
0: Yeah, it's such an interesting journey. It's like you, you from an early age, had, had this huge interest and attraction to metaphysical, spiritual things, right? You know, you were reading and you were just so fascinated by that. And then you got into life and you kind of, you know, for for a, a little while, a, a moment in your <laughs> in your life journey, you know, got into the material reality. As many of my guests have said, you know, they 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 arrived early in their life so fascinated by the metaphysical, and then they had to kind of leave that yeah. behind and get submerged into the physical, three dimensional reality of of money and fame and whatever, right, and possessions and. Uh, And then at some point uh they remembered they woke up. You know, and it sounds like you know, ayahuasca was certainly the beginning and I've traveled with ayahuasca for about six years myself and I know how powerful that medicine is. So you obviously only needed one session. (laughs) I needed a lot more. But um yeah, how certainly had
1: more sessions. I had many different modalities and plant man- on my spiritual path and uh, many plant medicine ceremonies. Now I can access, uh, you know, the field without uh, plant medicine. But it wasn't the case. I needed to first find myself, yeah. So it's amazing that and, you and also
0: have this journey. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's the. Uh, you know the real um gift and purpose of working with plant medicine whether it's ayahuasca or psilocybin or some of the others is that they um open our doors of perception but not necessarily we're not necessarily meant to be doing it all the time right it's it's a it's a it's a, a it's a pathway to expand one's awareness to see other other things, (laughs) experience other things, and then be able to take those learnings and those healings into our life. So like anything, we can get dependent on things, and and that's really not their purpose. I mean, they're there to awaken us. They're really there to bring us into a greater connection to our spirit.
1: Yes, I agree with that, and um, I agree that Uh, remembering that, you know, that there is something beyond the regular material realm that we are used to remind us, you know, remind us many things, many insights and uh, expanded consciousness that you can experience with plant medicine. But there is uh, other modalities too, you can go into that with a breath work. You can go into that with Kundalini activation energy session that I do now and so on and so forth. All these tools, all of them are amazing. And it's amazing we have an access nowadays to all these tools uh, because each one of them works a little differently and uncovers different parts. But I think it's so important. I see so many people, you know, kind of um, starting to go to the ceremonies and uh um you know they're they they are on on that after the ceremony they kind of feel uh expanded uh for some time, but then they they shrink themselves back, so the real yeah. the real real um work here nobody um you know nobody canceled uh, homework. So all the insights, everything you get there while you are in expanded state of consciousness, it's so important to apply it to material life. I uh, say that you go. Uh, there is an infinite abundance in this, you know, in this life, and we go to spiritual realm to uh, create an abundant, beautiful material life, connecting material and spiritual without separation, and then, you know, you can be abundant in anything, in wealth, health, uh, relationship, everything, but you have to do that work. You know, you have to apply uh whatever you learned, <laughs> whatever you learned in this expanded state of consciousness into your actual day-to-day life. That's where devel- real yeah. development
0: and evolution happens. Uh, you know, absolutely. And I just find it fascinating that, um, I, I don't want to dwell on ayahuasca, but there is just one observation. You know, this was used by the indigenous people of the Amazon for probably thousands of years and as a spiritual tool. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in, in, and this time in the evolution of consciousness, um, as we call the spirit of the medicine, you know, mother ayahuasca, um, she has, now sprouted wings and <laughs> that medicine mm. is found everywhere people are are guiding ceremonies all over the world you know and and yes. you know in countries and just interesting places and i i always see it as it was the intention of this medicine and the spirit of this medicine to to expand now beyond the yeah. amazon to help the upliftment of consciousness of humanity uh, that's my that's my take on it i don't know how, what your Absolutely. feeling is
1: uh, yes and uh, i have a great respect for plant medicines such as the ayahuasca and and other types you know psilocybin, and um great great respect and it is Spreading throughout the world. It's absolutely true. As well as other tools as well. I feel we have so much information available right now and so many tools available to us right now. Before it was like only in Amazon jungles or the yoga practice was only like in Tibet, you know, and regular people um, couldn't, most of people couldn't access that knowledge and those tools. Now it's all um, accessible. You just need to do the work, and you will remember, and by remembering yes. you you can bring it uh bring more people into that awareness, and that's the beauty of it. So the planet is awakening absolutely.
0: so I want to talk about that, that from your perspective, but before we go there i I just want to get back to a part of your journey where so here you are, it's incredibly successful business uh, businesswoman, finance person, you know, w- w- you know, uh, guiding very wealthy people, becoming very wealthy, having the house, having all the uh, accoutrements, everything. And then you go and you do this, uh, and I don't know if it's in this order, but somewhere along the line, you do this plant mm-hmm. medicine, you're called to do it. And uh, shortly thereafter, <laughs> this amazing Kundalini experience occurred. It sounds like unexpected and very spontaneously, which changed Mm -hmm. everything. Can you talk a bit more about what happened at that time?
1: Yes, of course. So um, Kundalini awakening can happen because of the plant medicine. It can happen now. It happens spontaneously with people more and more. It can happen during uh, different practices. For sensitive people, they can just walk and get it. It just, some people walk towards that because it does bring, um, awakening. And, uh, for some people who are already connected to their authentic selves and to their true path, uh, that awakening of Kundalini or that feeling Uh, of the energy, doesn't create that much turbulence in their lives. They just keep living the life being even more aware and uh, feeling life even more deeply because that's what we're here for. Uh, But for some people, uh, and I was one of them, who are less connected to their true nature, to their authentic self, uh, it might be a turbulent uh, experience where you are called to change your life, and if you resist, it creates only more turbulence. But I was, um you know, I listened right away as soon as I, you know, uh had that awakening. Right away when I came back from uh, this trip in Miami where it happened back to New York, right away I... I couldn't understand at the time, it was like almost three years ago, I couldn't understand at the time why uh, and what I'm, I'm going to look for. Now I know for myself, for my true self, remembering my true nature of creator, of God, of source, remembering uh, that infinite love and abundance within and everywhere around. But at the time, I couldn't understand uh, what, but I knew that I cannot live like I lived before. That's it. And I remember myself driving. um, So for a week, we were talking with my ex-husband. It was kind of spontaneous, too. You know, it was unexpected. Um, And um, I remember after a week of conversation with uh, my ex-husband, we're in a great relationship right now. He's still my, you know, close uh, person in life. Mm -hmm. He's like my relative, like my family but at the time you know i needed to to do that uh step so i drove uh, from miami to new york i'm driving in the car and uh, uh with my stuff i took i left uh, the house i left the cars i left everything at the time i took only my clothes and i'm driving to miami crying like crazy i'm like go what are you doing you have everything you have life you have you know, family. You have everything. What are you doing? And my soul was just, just keep driving. Everything is going to be alright.
0: <laughs>
1: it was. It was the most magical journey. I'm so grateful for. And I'm still living a very comfortable, material life. It's still important for me. Uh I live in the beautiful, most beautiful places in the world. I live in the wintertime in Miami, in uh, uh, summertime in south of France. I'm here right now in Cannes. And I just remember that there's no separation between spiritual and material. And you can live however you want to live. You just do it from a place of love and a complete, undeniable, total honesty. First of all, with yourself and throw that with the whole world and from that everything unfolds just magically everything you you wish for there's no right or wrong there's no duality in reality we create our perceptions uh because the energy itself let's say the energy of money is neutral we create our perception whether money is bad for us or whether money is a beautiful energy that helps us to create comfort and uh you know a Pay for education, for workout sessions to make us healthy, and so on and so forth. So that's how you create your reality, and through the, those perceptions and through the focus of the energy, it materializes. It sounds simple, but <laughs> and it is. The, the the fundamental truth is very simple. We are attempt to overcomplicate it with our logical mind and by being disconnected through, from from the truth. But the truth is simple. Elegantly simple, like my book um, has that name. Elegantly simple.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you have to, you know, you realize that once you've entered that other state of awareness, and it sets the journey to get back to the source of uh, just being and how uh, and the power that we have. I w- I wanted to just ask when you had that spontaneous kundalini experiences. For people who may not know what that is, maybe we can just take a little time and explain, first of all, what Kundalini energy is and how did that manifest for you? What did you experience that in that spontaneous, unplanned event that was such a transformative time for you? Well, Kundalini
1: overall uh, is the
0: energy of Life. It's a life
1: force energy that really heals everything, and it's a um, the energy of life, love, the divine energy that we all connected with. You can call it one consciousness, one God. Uh, you can call it anything. It's just when that event happened to me um, two and a half, three years ago. It it came to me as a knowledge. I didn't know much about Kundalini because I was more into psychology and psychoanalysis and LP, but not as much into um, – I, I still did yoga and stuff, but um, I, I just, you know, I never thought about that. It just came to me as a knowledge. This is Kundalini, and that's how I, um, you know, bring it to the world right now. The sensations I felt was like I, I was sitting – on the bed, and the energy was pumping through my body. It felt like you know the if you open the faucet um that wasn't open for a while and you know it, it so like go like it's um rusty it's rusty, and then mm-hmm. the full power of energy to uh, imagine that faucet faucet, the full power of water that finally like get through was just pouring in and uh again it's uh, uh, on my spiritual already journey that um is already for like uh, almost three years uh there were several mm, kundalini awakening um moments on my journey, and in the beginning because um because I was disconnected with my authentic self at the time, it was almost violent. It was very powerful. It was, um, I was, you know, it was just, I, I had experiences when, you know, I was all over the room. It was just, I was uh, moving crazy and so on and so forth. It was, uh um very powerful, intense, strong, and almost violent, because in, it needed to cleanse me, uh, and it mm-hmm. does, all the blockages in, in the body, what it does, it uh, changes, literally uh, transforms your DNA, uh, uh, creates new mm-hmm. neuron connections to the brain, and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So for the body, it's lots of things that happening, and our body is the one that actually disconnects uh, <laughs> Through through the body through listening, our body we can connect or disconnect, or through not listening, disconnect from our true nature. Our body always speaks to us. So uh, all experiences were very uh, uh, physical for me as well of kundalini awakening um, uh, steps. And um, now now as I learn to, um, I wouldn't say manage it's more like harness that it's still wild, beautiful and you know, you can't control it, but you can follow it, you can play with it, you can uh, throw the focus, you can create something, but not force it. It's always like a very, um, a game on the edge, you know. Um, so right now this energy for me is so beautiful, so playful, so loving, and that's exactly how I, uh, I bring it uh, to my clients. Um, and still there can be more intense experiences for the clients and less intense, but it's always very loving. I do it through the source, I do it through love, and I do it through this kind of playfulness um, expression. So mm
0: -hmm. um, So when that was initially occurring, was there anyone to help? You know, guide you, give you a, a reference point for what was happening and, uh, provide, uh, some, um, assistance with this intense energy that was moving through your, uh, up your spine, obviously, through your body. Um, or were you just left to manage it on your own? Well, I had many masters on my, uh, path, many,
1: really many masters on my path, I was. You know something was happening, I was looking what happened and so on and so forth. so throughout the time, first of all, I got lots of education myself, and i was uh you know throughout the time I worked with many mentors while also whatever I already got, you know i was um and understood and realized and ready to was ready to share with clients, I was doing that at the same time as well that work. Um, I already started to work with the clients, so um, yeah, it was a journey. We, we you know, with uh, many masters and uh, many different uh, exploring many different modalities, which I think is an advantage. When people find only one master, it's limited because it still comes through their blueprint, their perception of the reality they choose as creators, even if they awakened. Uh, for example, some people love to be awakened in the jungle or some people love to be awakened in uh, living in the monastery. I love to be, to live awakened in the material realm within the society to mm-hmm. sure that mm-hmm. abundance is possible. But it's my perception mm-hmm. I'm not the only uh, true one. It's not yeah. The only that's right. Whatever, yeah. whatever you truly feel like, the call you feel from the inside is right for you. So whoever, you know, feels, and it can be different in different periods of times as well. So whoever you feel like drawn in that specific time, just, just go to that specific master. There are so many of them now. But at the same time, remember that, um, a true master, is within you. You have to listen mm-hmm. to yourself, not to be Um And through that intuition, of course, you can be drawn to one master or another at different times because they might have something you want to explore in this uh, stage of your journey. And you go there deeper with the master. You It's like a shortcut. You create a shortcut for yourself for that. So, yeah, um, it's, many my, different modalities.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, often when <clears throat> I've heard of, um, you know, Kundalini awakening, it, It's you know, you feel this huge surge of energy heat that moves you, but it also is opening up higher centers of consciousness, opening up your third eye, you, you know, you're having visions having downloads, was that your experience as well as this kundalini was rising and opening you to this vast source of energy, universal energy? Yes,
1: Yes, absolutely. More and more was opening for me as a knowledge, as a feeling. Uh, some visions, I'm not that uh, visual. Some people are more visual mm-hmm. or, or uh, less. But some of mm-hmm. the knowledge that would come to me would be supported with some visuals. Some knowledge comes as a knowledge. Uh, when mm-hmm. I say knowledge, it's knowledge from the source, literally. It's not my brain remembering something from the book. It's just, you know, it's channeled through the source. That's kind of, that kind of knowledge I'm talking about in this case scenario. Um, so, and now, um, and now I can access it literally um almost any time uh, i i just mm-hmm. I can take any situation or any person, and I can see it very clearly. What clearly means is cl- it gives you clarity, clearly means with, seeing it without duality, without perceptions, mm-hmm. without any judgment, like very mm-hmm. clearly. And then you see that cause and effect relationship goes so many different directions. It's not like because my uh, my dad was cheating on uh, my mom, that's why I don't believe uh, there are good men in the world. It's like on so such a limited perception of the reality. There are men that are faithful, there and and so on and so forth. There are people who. Are saw that and decided, oh, no, I, I will find that um, man that is uh, faithful and honest and create healthy relationship for myself, some people decide, no, I will never find that. And so every person on one situation can create so many different perceptions. Uh, so when you see clearly, without judgment, yeah. without programs, without creating patterns, you can, from that place, as a creator of your life, you truly can choose and create the perception. But only when there's no judgment. It's very, very clear and very, very um,
0: just um, uh, neutral. Neutral at that state. Yeah. In, you know, the there's an Indian term called sanskaras, uh Samskars, I believe. Um, yes, <laughs> and it, you know, um, it's it's um it's a way of understanding that we come in with our belief systems, we come in with our wounds, we come in with our projections. That you know, initially we set all this up, which creates this life journey, right? And the hurts and the wounds mm-hmm. and the crises and all that. All those things are really familiar with are, are part of holding these past memories, these past traumas, and um, you know, my, I guess my understanding of the well, the journey in general that we're all on is releasing the past, is being able to be more present, to be non-reactive, to be able to open our hearts, as we were saying that. You know, the title of the show is how to remove the barrier between the head and the heart to, you know, to reconnect again. And I, I just would imagine that with the Kundalini experience, um there's so much of those imprints from the past, maybe even past lives or mm-hmm. ancestral programs that get resolved, gets burnt up, gets, you know, t- transformed. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that your experience? It's all true.
0: Yeah. Well, samsara
1: is a, what samsara means is a circle of suffering. And uh, many people, really, most of people, I would say, are now less and less, uh, really live within that circle of suffering. What does it mean? Well, I always say that you should separate pain from suffering because pain is a natural natural state in life. It's as natural uh, to cry as it's natural to laugh. Uh, when you cut your finger, you experience pain, but then it heals. So it's okay. It's, hey, if you lose the loved one, for example, um, somebody died who, whom you love, it's okay to experience intense feelings and maybe some pain and so on and so forth. But then suffering would be creating stories around those events. For example, you lost a last one and you create a story. Oh, I will never be happy without him or her. Or um, again, you had, I don't know, somebody lied to you and you create a story suffering, which, which is suffering that on everyone is a liar, which is not true. The reality is not mm. that. And you disconnect with the reality. So when you, Separate pain from suffering. Accepting pain as a natural part of life. Just living through all emotions as is, because it is life. There's no good or bad. Only our brain defines pain as a bad thing, you know. And that mm-hmm. exactly creates suffering. Uh, so when when you see that again clearly, without duality, without judgment, and just let yourself live through. Inhales and end, uh, exhales of life, then you exit this circle of suffering within this lifetime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like I, it's, what, it's what,
0: yeah. You know, it's like um, as we learn and as we grow and as we get wiser in life, we we can allow whatever is happening to, to be. The experience that we're having rather than it yeah. or to yeah. generalize, right? you know and and um and and, as we move through greater awareness, as we move from our head to our heart, we are more um, uh, aware that life it presents us with the challenges with the crises because it is the way in our human three dimensional world that we heal the misperceptions or the judgment so we can mm-hmm. return to our heart again.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. I have goosebumps all over confirmation. And I, I say the same, Cheryl. I say that any challenge you have, like just or uh, any intense event, which many people would call traumatic, just see why is there for you, how you can align with your true self even more thanks to that event. For example, my mom died in February this year. Um, and it was because I already saw death differently. And I lived through that, um, differently because of that already. It was a very intense experience. There were tears, but not tears of grief or even pain. There was no pain at that stage of my development. It was uh, tears of love and gratitude and just being mm-hmm. being so fully present with that moment that I could see mm-hmm. beyond uh, the veil so much because of that. I could see how, you know, the process my mom is going through and the, how the energy is transforming. And it, it was just one of the most beautiful experiences. I, I was op- so open to see. What's beyond, and one of the most mm-hmm. powerful that gave me so much power, so much uh, when uh, came came to me through through actually my mom's stories and this event and so on and so forth oh, that I could, uh, transfer it further right now to to people. So yeah, everything is here for us to help our true nature, which is so multidimensional and so. Beautiful in reality. There's only lie- love on the um, most subtle plane exists. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: that's really the uh, the journey we are on here is to re- transform the the um, misperceptions we have uh, of of the various expressions of of disconnection and uh, crises in our life. And however that is set up with people, with events, with illnesses, somehow that's the grist for our mill, our unique mill. We all have to work with the challenges and you can't escape this dimension without having challenges. So you, it's best to learn <laughs> how, how what they can teach us, right? Or how we can navigate through them the best way possible and receive the greatest, um awareness and the, and the greatest gift Absolutely.
1: yes and i'm as the, through my own experience i can tell you um, tell everyone it's so possible and it does give you so much more than if you are going with the pattern of grieving for example or the pattern of putting putting some suffering in, in my program about uh, around traumatic events open up Take everything, gratitude, everything through the prism of love, and then it opens so much for you. But it's you know it's easier said than done in terms of you know many people are in that energetic state they never maybe experience how it feels. So um, what I do in my session um, sessions, I remind people, which is very important, how it feels. And then how it feels to be, uh, to see life this way. Um, and then how to see the reality, how to see the truth clearly. I remind them through energy because my our mind cannot grasp it. It's too linear. So uh, through mm-hmm. that and then we explain to the mind how to apply it to material realm. Uh, this is much more powerful than just, you know, having a conversation on the conscious level it's but mm-hmm. you know, okay. mm-hmm. even words are dual because they exist only in our material reality you say the words enlightenment everyone understands it mm-hmm. differently people went through that mm-hmm. some people not uh, every, every even people who went through that had uh, different kinds of experiences around that and so on and so forth so every, every words are dual um, best way is just Feel, feel energetically, and uh, that's, yeah, that's what I offer.
0: So what are some of the um, uh, tools or resources, practices, uh, there's so many ways to say this, that you offer people or, or guide people to move that barrier between the head and the heart? But what are some things you can suggest to people who are, Open to hearing this journey that we are all on, anyway, but are ready for it. But what would you What would you suggest? I would suggest listen to
1: yourself <laughs> more than anything. There's so much information, mm-hmm. so many myths around. So mm-hmm. first of all, you need to really feel intuitively if it's your match or not. And then um, I personally offer. Um, Sessions that are like almost four hour sessions, and then I offer support after, uh, where, uh, again, through the energy work, I remind people they are about this, their source within, about, you know, how it feels to be abundant and, and, uh, see uh, reality in non non dual, without any duality. And then uh, through NLP practices and hypnotherapy, uh, therapy, I um, connect this energetic state with uh, their subconscious and then with their conscious so they can bring it into actual daily life. Um, and also I teach people to work with Kundalini energy, which is priceless. And some of my uh, – it's priceless because it changes your life, it really does. Because it is a path, it is a process, it is a path. There's no one, one little bullet or one event. Even when you felt that state, you might lose it. So the key is to keep that state, right, as for as long as you can in the material realm. And it's like any muscle; you need to train that muscle, that spiritual muscle of remembering, because that's the game. We tend to forget unless we consciously work on remembering and living that state. And the longer you do that, the longer you can stay in that state of the creator and until it becomes any, let's say, habit, until it becomes your day-to-day life and your reality and you truly can live and create and, you know, transfer that for them. So by, uh, learning to work with Kundalini energy, you actually mm-hmm. start learning, building that muscle even more, uh, thanks to that. Because you, you, when you, even when you facilitate to others, you receive that energy. You, you are in that state. You are connected to the source. So you receive that too. And that energy builds as, as the muscle with, you know, for you. So you're more connected and present uh, more and more in your life.
0: So, Tatyana, you know, are you saying that when people work with you, you actually are able to transmit this Kundalini energy to people, that they can access it and feel this energy move through their bodies? Yes. And that's what happens. Exactly. Yes. And, and 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 that can be done whether you're – working with them in person or whether it's a, you know, a, a virtual consultation. Yes. Do yes, I do it in
1: person? yes. I do it offline. I do it online. Energy has no space and time. There's no space and time in, uh, in a, on a subtle plane. So the energy, um, doesn't feel it. It's a different feel, but it's, uh, it both work magically. Uh, I do it in group settings as well, uh, I do it offline and online in group settings. Everything works. But I always uh, say uh, that, you know, people should try both ways for the best results. People should actually try even more modalities. than I chose for myself that kind of work because, you know, that's how it feels for me. That's right for me. There are people who... Provide uh, ceremonies with plant medicine. There are people who chose to uh, do a work, for example, of sound healing and so on and so forth. Try, try different modalities and uh, keep exploring, keep building that, that muscle that makes you a true creator in this reality that makes you exit that circle of suffering and
0: live a completely different quality of life. Um, so the, the other thing I wanted to ask is really, we're kind of coming to the end of our time together, how time flies, um, you know, from the perception that you have expanded into, Tatiana what would you say to people about um, what's happening at this time in the history of humanity? Um, how, how You know, what's your understanding or perception or insight into what's going on right now? Well, the, definitely,
1: there is a shift in the um, collective consciousness and collective awareness. More and more people are awakened, uh, awakening, and um, there, there is. You can actually prove it even with a with a device. There is a human resonance that measures uh, the frequency of the Earth of the our planet,
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
1: for a long. The frequency was, I believe, 8.6 Hertz,
0: mm-hmm. uh, which
1: is the frequency of one of our brain waves, uh, in the state when we are meditating. And now it's raising so much and it has, you know, lots of ups, lots of, uh, sp- spikes, um, mm-hmm. in some days, more than others, and uh, more sensitive people feel it. But in reality, everyone feels it. Everyone feels it. You cannot not feel it, you know, because we are all one. And um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, some people say, "Oh, because those vibrations are rising, the consciousness is rising." I say, (laughs) the cause and effect relationship happens always all at once in different directions. So it's two ways. Or even more, uh, if you go multi- into multi-dimensionality, that. But at least in our 3D, already it's two-way process. The, uh, the vibrations are rising because people are awakening, and people are awakening because the paper is just, you know, one one <laughs> big beautiful process. And it also came, uh, including with, uh, for example, internet and access of knowledge first, and then that brought more and more masters, more and more, uh, you know, as we already discussed during our conversation, ayahuasca, plant medicine, different modalities, yoga become more and more available. So everything all together works as uh, as a beautiful, you know, flower opening up. That's how I see uh, the process that is happening now generally.
0: And and that's so inspiring, and it's also a reminder to people that there is a profound transformation happening on our planet and you don't create profound shifts of consciousness without change and uh, accompanied by chaos and like old systems are dismantling but the most important thing is to not get caught up in the dramas and the television and the politics and uh, you mm-hmm. know, all the all the programming programming and brainwashing mm-hmm. to do the inner work so we can tap into the true essence of who we are and the you know, this this energy that's happening in this evolution of humanity. So um Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. You know, you probably have a few more no, remaining that, words. I absolutely
1: point, agree. I'm just nodding, nodding with words. I agree. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's why these conversations are so important. It's um, reassuring. It's uh, reminding people. It's uh, trust inspiring people. Find the path, you know, whether it's just, walking barefoot in the forest, or whether it's finding a spiritual practice, or whether it's reading inspirational, or whether it's the breath, or it doesn't really matter, anything can be the doorway into a greater awareness and expansion. Just take more time to be with yourself is really the key. So, um, Tatiana, I want people to know that if they want to know more about your work and your kundalini activation energy process and have an experience of it they can go to your website which is dot com. you also have an instagram page which is tatiana what, underscore flow is that correct do i have that yes 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 okay mm-hmm. anything anything any any other ways people can find you and contact you i know you've got I believe you have some YouTubes, correct, of your work, doing your work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is, I really encourage people to go and, uh, you know, find those YouTubes and see Tatiana at work and what happens in her presence. Very powerful. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. And, yes, on my website and on my Instagram page, there are contacts. You can contact me directly. You can DM me. You can WhatsApp me. There's everything um available and I'm very responsive and I offer also pre-discovery t- calls just to meet to feel each other's energy and to feel if, if we are right for each other again, because right. there are so options and I don't insist and in the only <laughs> one powerful option there is. No, there are so many, but uh, if, if we are uh, intuitively uh drawn to each other, there is the reason. Then then just feel the impulse and follow it for sure.
0: Yes, absolutely. So again, uh what's the Tatiana's website is for her name, tatianaflow.com. dot com. Tatiana, it's been such an absolute delight to have this conversation with you and so inspiring. And uh Uh, I trust you're having a lovely time in (laughs) Cannes. Thank you so much. Thank you. And um, I I guess we're here at the end of the show. So, uh, again, thank you for being with us, Tatiana. And thank you, my listeners, for being with us today for a a truly inspiring conversation. And um, until next time, I'll be back every saturday and uh, i just want to remind you to fill your week with love peace and harmony this is dr cheryl Selman, and you have been listening to the love code bye for now bye